0: And welcome to a special crossover episode between the Latvian football podcast and the Estonian football podcast where we are going to talk today about the Limonian Winter League, which concluded um, earlier today with uh, very pleasant results uh, for our side, um, I should say, and maybe not so much for your guys, but joining me are uh, the Estonian Football Podcast. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to have this episode uh, together. Thanks for having us. And yeah, thank you. for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you, I mean, what did you think about it? Um, I was quite generally surprised with
1: the difference in strength between the Latvian sides and... The sides. i know it's technically pre-season and it's all to be taken with you know a pinch of salt but you know the way like rfs just tore through let's say our big boys it was quite humbling in a way
0: yeah so so you didn't expect it to be so different
1: i've managed in latvia on football manager again i know it's different so i kind of knew like that <laughs> But like the finances were, you know, a bit more powerful, and you know the the attraction for foreigners is a bit more better. Um, but I think some of the results, you know, like Pida losing four one, and you know Flora taking a hide in as well. What was that six one Flora, wasn't it? That was to me. Yeah. It was just kind of like a you know, wow, is this really the the difference? I agree. Um, yeah, the standard for me was the most standout uh, new RFS were going to be the team that were going to be the team to beat uh, even in preseason. But yeah, I expected better from all of the, the Estonian teams, you know, maybe except Kalev, you know, they're new to being a top team, so to speak. So uh, Kauju, Pida, Flora expected much more, but they kind of disappointed a little bit.
0: I am almost... On the other end, because when I was putting together the Livonian Winter League guides, I, I had to go a little bit more into depth on the stats. And yes, of course, the disclaimer applies. This is preseason. These are friendly games. There's nothing at stake for the clubs, just for the fans. Best case scenario. But fine. League A, I kind of thought, yeah, RFS probably the strongest team in the Baltics at the moment. So So they're probably going to do fine. But then League B, uh, I was fully confident that Estonian clubs are going to tear through the much younger and less experienced Latvian clubs. And then League C, I mean, we're digging so deep into the pyramid at this point. It's like the the middle of Latvian second tier and uh, very similar for Estonian and, and there anything could happen. And that, that actually ended up being the one league that Estonians uh, won resoundingly.
1: Yeah, um, league, league B, Tameka and Curacao, we have them, so a little sneak peek into our preview as the bottom two teams in the league uh, this season. So we don't really expect much from them. So for us, it's not surprising to see that they only picked up one win between them like during this little friendly league. So, yeah, League C, Noma United, they're much better than... Uh, most teams, and I think some points they got, they played a very weak team, like so. A lot of youth players, but uh, they're kind of predicted to be like a top six team this year. So, yeah, it was, it's not surprising that they were, when they were winning, it was like convincingly. So, yeah, I think League B kind of surprised me a bit. Um, again, I'm, I'm not too clued up on Latvian football, but. I think Narva were brilliant, and like that, 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 not just in you know this tournament, but in general in pre-season, especially with what they've done with their squad, like properly revamped it, like they do every year. I thought they were brilliant. So to go and win League B, so to speak, I think it's brilliant, and they're scoring goals as well, which um, is they never do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, for an Estonian point of view, that you know the the other three teams. In League B, I just think it was disappointing. Again, I'm not too clued up, but maybe Vapras you'd expect to perform a bit better. Kura and Tameka, yeah, like you were saying, they're definitely where you'd expect them to be.
0: Well, I was reading up a bit on the Estonian teams whilst preparing for the league in January and yeah Narva trans was almost made out to be uh like the a bottom team that no one's really expecting much out of and yet they are occupying position number one with three wins one loss and uh 11 to six goal difference which uh, on points is same as uh Tukums which is a Wirsliga team but also interestingly Grobina which is a team that is freshly promoted to Virs Liga this season. So they're technically number 11 in the Latvian pyramid coming into this competition. And I listened to some interviews because everyone is very excited about them getting promoted. So there's lots and lots of media attention. And the head coach uh, said that initially they were supposed to be in League C, but uh, he asked uh, to get moved up because he wanted to use this tournament as an opportunity to prepare. And and I think he said something to the effect of, uh, I'll try to quote, that uh, I I wanted to have my rear end kicked so that I can learn from this. And then uh, they ended up like 4-1, 4-1 or something like that, just really doing very, very surprisingly well.
1: I was going to say, overall, how do you feel uh, the Latvian teams did? Like, were you, was it satisfying? Do you feel like they could have done a bit better or...
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm very pleasantly surprised with Grobenia for the reasons just mentioned. No surprises with RFS; they did exactly as they ought to have. Really disappointed with Leopaya, yeah? but that is becoming a bit of a trend lately. Um, but I, I guess the the one team that I'm the most disappointed in is Pills, who haven't won a single game. And the best they could do is draw once with, is it
1: Tame- T- yeah, is with them with Tartu Tameka, yeah.
0: which is yeah. another team that hasn't won anything, but picked <laughs> up two draws. So so Pills, um, just to remind the listeners, they finished uh, seventh or eighth in the League So really they should do better, and it was just a disaster. So that that was disappointing in in Group C. I mean, that was just a fun uh get together for everybody, and uh, it was fun to see teams that we wouldn't normally watch or follow that closely to to perform. And the Alberts were a joy to to see, and uh, others maybe not so much. Supernova, I mean, you can see why they got relegated. But you know what? Latvian teams aside, what I enjoyed the most was learning about the Estonian teams that to me is the highlight of this competition it's not that well we won by a slim margin surely nobody cares um or that you know I got to see RFS in preseason which normally wouldn't have that opportunity as a supporter of that team to, to go to the Holland and see them play normally they just bugger off to Turkey or something and uh you know no one's the wiser but um but learning about the teams up north you guys you say you're not Tremendously familiar with Latvian football, and that goes both ways. We don't really know much about Estonian other than you know, Flora and Levadia, maybe. But now I know a lot more, and it's uh, I'm very happy for that.
1: Yeah, going back to what you were saying as well about Grobinash just coming up and they wanted to go into League B, that would have been interesting to see Norma United in the same position because again, newly promoted to the Premier League, they, they absolutely ran away with. Esa liga last year highly ambitious they've brought in some decent signings it would have been cool to see those two go against each other and then kind of see what the level is yeah between those two because i'm assuming the majority of the teams the latvian teams anyway are second division in league c
0: uh all of them all of them yeah it'd be the one. same
1: the same for the estonian teams ru ah, you've just gone down, Vimpsi, they were in the, the relegation playoff obviously the Badger and the 21 Dresseliga and Nomura have just come up so yeah it would have been cool to see them compete maybe with some more higher end teams and, but I suppose that is what it is isn't it
0: yeah, I mean League C is generally well balanced it's it's Latvian numbers 10, 12, 13 and 14 versus Estonian 10, 11 12 and 14 so so that is the balanced league as is league b generally speaking it's the league a that is tremendously disbalanced because it's latvian teams one five and six versus estonian one three four and five so we're not league a is a bit misleading so saying that latvian top teams versus estonian top teams is not really what it's like it's uh, it's latvian top and mid table teams versus estonian top teams there
1: because Valmiera were supposed to compete, weren't they? But for some why they pulled out, didn't they? Like at the last minute.
0: Yeah, Valmira were meant to be there, and they they dropped, which is why it's only three Latvian teams. um Riga never expressed any interest, and because Auda is uh, sort of in cahoots with Riga operationally, then uh, you know if Riga's out, then Auda is out as well. So we you know numbers two and three are gone. Uh, it's a non-starter and then number four, Valmira, they they changed their mind. Going to what you were
1: saying about it being kind of you know your best team and then like mid-table teams, do you think that's again a credit to Latvian football that they competed essentially against our best teams?
0: Um, well, it's it's hard to tell again because it's friendlies. I think maybe looking at what the teams were like. Um, and in that sense RFS and leopard they were in a similar position in that they would rotate wildly. It would be uh, two different squads playing two different halves of the game. So I think that's a that's a generally decent comparison. Yalgawa being a number six team, they I don't think they even had a large enough squad to do something like that. So with them you could see that they would sort of play the same ish, you know maybe not uh, not 11 but maybe 15 or so players and so I think that's a little bit of um different um different way of uh, comparing with other teams who would rotate I think all Estonian teams rotated this you know one squad one half another squad another half and, and then obviously you kind of get a bit of an advantage as a team that doesn't rotate as much but uh, in terms of credit I mean I spoke to a few people and, and many were surprised that Latvia didn't do better. I'm I'm not one of the people who think so. I, I My opinion of Estonian football is maybe a bit higher than, uh, you know, whoever those were. But, um, but it's hard to tell. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that, to be honest.
1: Do you think overall it was a success?
0: As a competition? Like in
1: gen- yeah, as in just generally.
0: I think it wasn't a failure. Right. I, I enjoyed it tremendously. Um, I, I actually, in preparation for our recording, I ran a uh, Twitter poll where I asked, what do you think of the Livonian Winter League? And I think something like half of the respondents said that they enjoyed it. And another third said that it could be better. And I think it could be better. So I think it, it, it was a bit too long right once uh, the preseason got into its final days and it was just league C playing i mean even i lost uh, lost interest <laughs> so there was that so i think it went on a bit for too long um, i think it, the marketing and communication was really poor um okay if you read the documentation you would know what the rules are but other than that you know it's just i think people would think that uh, whichever team gets the most points and then through some kind of a playoff or or uh or elimination rounds you get the winner but that's not the case um and um, estonian broadcast thing was great had commentators for every game multiple camera angles latvian was i mean they might as well have just put a guy with an iphone there to film it and there was nothing there was there was just ambient sound and maybe some coughing occasionally (laughs) That, that was it so that's not good you know
1: I read the uh documentation for it yesterday actually so like the whole rules um I think the Estonian FA was actually in charge of it this year so next year it's the Latvian FA's turn so maybe they'll make a bit more effort when it comes to the broadcast inside who knows
0: yeah that frightens me a bit because they might but they might not in which case it's going to be worse than than this year and yeah, that's yeah. not good for a new competition <laughs> but but i think it was maybe a, a success also in terms of um, how it relates to the whole cross border league conversation that's going on because uh, there was a piece published in the guardian about this and uh, we interviewed the the journalist nick Ames who wrote it and he actually came to riga to observe the Livonian winter league as an example of what uh, something like a cross-border league could look like and in that sense a competition such as this maybe uh, could serve as something of a pilot for for that concept which for our countries i think is uh, is pretty important going forward
1: I think like we said about you know whether it being a success or not, I think my problem with it was that the games felt too far apart so you know like let's say today's game with Yu and Laipaya you know today you know that was the first game in A-League but well, was the last game in A-League for what a week
0: more no, like th- more than that
1: yeah yeah so <laughs> well anyway a long time um and and it was like obviously only seven teams in in league a so there was an uneven amount of games it would be cool like if there was i get it, it's just friendlies but if there is like an incentive for you know let's say the top 4 from from each league from latvia from estonia they say right your pre-season This is what you're going to do for pre-season. You finish top four. Winner wins a trophy. It's going to be competitive. Maybe some financial gain. Who knows? And then who's to say, like, we're talking about the Baltic League. Why not, if that becomes a success, then invite the Lithuanians, you know, and make it a 12-man tournament and do it more of a knockout round robin kind of thing. Like, make it more competitive rather than just a few games thrown together and and go
0: i agree i i think it should be if not directly cup format then yeah groups and then knockouts um many people did ask where's the lithuanians or why were the lithuanians left out and of course that is because of the what this competition is um is about it's about livonia and Lithuania was not part of that so so there's this historical thing that i had to explain over and over again but i mean why not expand it you know we have the baltic um, cup which is the oldest international competition and because you can't really do it with three teams every year there's a guest like this year there's uh what is it Faroe islands or something like that so Lithuania could be a guest to the Livonian League. I I don't see an issue with that.
1: Yeah, I think if you add the the knockout round robin sense to it, the neutral was definitely more intrigued by it. If you just you know just do a random league, you know RFS top league A. Now what? Yeah, nothing exactly. just ended. So, so uh Like, give him, like, the incentive to... Yeah, give him a little trophy and some medals and...
0: There there is a trophy. The trophy exists because uh, Livonian (laughs) Cup, which is the precursor to this, uh, did uh, run for a few years. uh, Also initiative of the Estonian FA. So there is a trophy of some kind. I have no idea what it looks like, but I do know it exists, Allegedly. But I agree. Imagine, like, I don't know, quarterfinals, RFS versus NOMA United and NOMA pulls off or something. I mean, that's, it still doesn't matter to anyone, really, but it's very exciting. For
1: us, it's fun. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Exactly. exactly.
1: But then, yeah, for like something like that with NOMA United, you know, they've just, you come up and then you're playing against a team like RFS, which for them would be preparation for coming against the Levadias and the Floras. Like they, do they really want to be playing against Alberts?
0: That's a good question. I mean, how did they do against Alberts?
1: They drew one, all. but they yeah they did so... play. I think that was the second team they used.
0: Yeah, so I mean, yeah. maybe Alberts is not uh, not too bad for them. <laughs> That's the outcome, yeah. but... no fair. <laughs> point. I mean, it's really a fair point, and uh, I, I think this competition was maybe really good for the like bottom of B and all of C, because they got this structured, kind of a friendly load with teams from another country, since uh, by the rules, you couldn't play teams from your own country, so it would always be an international friendly. I think that's probably really cool for those, well, kids, basically, to have that experience,
1: Kind of like a Nations League kind of format.
0: Exactly. That's what I thought it was going to be initially until I read the rules.
1: Yeah. When I read the rules yesterday, I was a bit disappointed with So, obviously, next year it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, isn't it? So, one, two, three, four is going to be in League A, five, six, seven, eight would be in League B, and then nine, ten, and then one and two from the next division would be in League C. So, it's yeah. I like, yeah I'd like to see the incentive that you can go up and down and that kind of thing It'd definitely make it more
0: yeah or, or a cup cup tournament
1: or a cup yeah yeah I suppose if if you're going for a up and down kind of thing would you then like how, how would you regulate that because if you're doing it like now say league C you've got Vimpsy were in it this year for finishing second in Esseliga. What happens if they finish fifth in Esliga this year or something like that? And someone like... They don't get in it. Yeah, but then if they've won oh, I see League see yeah. They go up. Yeah, I see what you mean. But then yeah. you've got some random team, let's say, I don't know, Pied Under-21s win Esliga, but they can't go in that now because Vimsy've won League C. Like, I'm just playing devil's advocate here just throwing throwing stuff around but
0: no i mean it's it's a valid concern and i i think it's you know the way to do that is that if if this inaugural season was then the kind of a benchmark season and then we pick up where we left off and then if any new teams enter they enter at group c even but in essence it then becomes disconnected from domestic championships and that's probably not where Either Latvian or Estonian football federations want to take it. So, so I mean, I think this is fine. Edge it to the to the tournament, but there there needs to be some more risk to it.
1: Yeah, I just say I, I just feel like again, despite it being pre season, it there just needs a more competitiveness to it. You know, like how you see like the Emirates Cup, for example in like all these weird uh tournaments these premier league teams go in in like asia and the states and there's just an incentive to to win it so to speak they get a nice medal they get i don't know that that's that's my opinion yeah
0: they get a lot of money out of it so so that's the incentive i'm sure (laughs) they do (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) quite the case here
1: (laughs) I mean, a little prize fund would be, you know, it doesn't have to be millions and millions, but, you know, they give the players like 100 euros or something, just something small. So it doesn't need to be... I'm sure the players <laughs> will appreciate it. You know, it's a couple of beers and stuff, is it? So, yeah, just something small like that. They might try, try a bit.
0: I think for for like Riga FC, if they participate, players who... Earns allegedly in the ballpark of thirty k a month. Hundred euros is is probably
1: yeah. (laughs) Nothing to him, yeah. Yeah, but
0: but uh, (laughs) for for Alberts or Vims, or maybe
1: nuts. That's what seven and a half grand a week, like thirty thousand euros a month for one player. Like Curra says, budget for the year is rumored to be fifty thousand just for the year
0: no FC are outrageous and uh, absolutely not not a a, uh you know a median for anything but just taking it the extreme and you know rfs fine it's like half that but still you know
1: yeah it's just bonkers isn't it like even but then saying that when i managed um riga on football manager i was i was having players on 10 15 grand a week It's yeah. just how it was run him into the ground, get yeah. to the Champions League, get some money, do it again.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, and, and then compare that to the Premier League salaries.
1: Yeah. 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 That's, that's crazy. Silly. Yeah. It's a different yeah. world. No. But then we just do you remember when we were like with um, Martin Kaus and he was saying that like if he scores, his dad gives him money. That's like a, a, you know, like a bonus. And it's like, yeah. you know, you, could you imagine like if Haaland scores a goal, his dad just gives him 50 quid. <laughs> like, this is why, like, I like these leagues. They just, you know, it's just normal people.
0: Yeah, exactly. With the, With the exception of the very top teams who are, you know, actual professional players. B league and down is is just uh, people playing football for the passion of playing football, and yeah. it would be great if they could earn more. And and we are losing many talented players because they can't. Um, just this year, for instance, looking at some of the Latvian youngsters who played uh, in even in various league a little bit last year, suddenly like three or four of them became real estate agents. I mean yeah. Come on. If you're playing at that level, you, you should be able to, you know, support yourself to a decent yeah.
1: extent. You get the same in Estonia. You just get players randomly retiring at like twenty-three, twenty-four because they'll just go work in IT or you know, like what you were saying, you know, go work in real estate or now Albert Prosser did it, didn't he? He was scoring yeah. What is one of the highest scoring players in Premier League history? Premier League, yeah, yeah, and he just randomly retired, started playing in the in the lower leagues to to sell houses, and it's just a normal guy, but he's really good at football.
0: What was your maybe I don't know favorite memory from from this competition?
1: Uh, I think the fact that it's new to us. So, like, obviously it happened years ago, but this was way before we even considered looking at Estonian football and Latvian football. So, yeah, I like the idea. So, yeah, I like the idea that it's got the potential to actually be something. So, something else to look forward to during like the pre season and that stuff. Um, yeah, seeing how the teams compete, the standards, where teams can improve. Uh yeah, I think that for me is is what I enjoyed. Yeah, I think it's to do with like you know, so for you know, now for next year, all through this year, I'll be keeping an eye on the Latvian league, you know, from seeing who's in what positions and seeing who of our teams will be facing what teams next year. Uh, you know, just a, a new league.
0: Did you pick up maybe a, a um a Latvian team that that I don't know you like now in some way.
1: Albert, do you know what I was? Yeah, <laughs> I was looking at Jelgava Just because I really like their badge. Was it like a moose with a football yeah. or something? It's the yeah, moose
0: with a football. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's really cool.
0: Their their kit is brilliant. It's it's top notch. I it's just something about the color and the, just all of it. I I love it so good
1: i think they followed us on twitter yeah yeah so there you go there's the team alberts and uh <laughs> but it's also because like again going back to football manager i look at some of it so like tucums for example i used to pump them seven eight nil all the time so it's like quite surprising to see them where they were in the b league but i, I quite like tucums but i'll, I'll say Gelgava. yeah
0: Tukums, you you winning them seven 8 eight million football manager is actually very realistic if you look at the results.
1: <laughs> I think that's who I watched when I was out in Riga, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Tukums. Because yeah, I was. It should have ended like six or seven nil if the strikers were a bit better, but it was just one of those one of those games, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it ended one nil. But the thing yeah. with Tukums is that it's it's not that they're bad in in any kind of a fundamental sense it's just they are hell-bent on only playing attacking football and they will keep going and they will keep going at you which is also the reason why they're scoring many goals and why they scored many goals in this competition but the downside of that is if you're playing against a team that doesn't care about you running at them for 90 minutes and can attack you know in their own right you're just gonna end up losing six seven eight even ten nil and they're happy with that that's just how they roll and that's that's tucums some people enjoy that and i can see why i i personally find it a little bit frustrating but are they go
1: are they the the, the latvian brighton
0: just if like... i knew enough about brighton i would be able to <laughs> say yes but i do not (laughs) they
1: they basically get praised for if they win 4-0 they get praised if they lose 4-0 they get praised because it's i don't know what what's the you know this new tactical thing that everyone's praising the manager's a tactical genius despite getting stomped 4-0 because it's his style
0: yeah i I don't know if that's the case with tucums uh but but, (laughs) that's just their philosophy and it's good for developing young players because they're not constrained to a defensive system where they park the bus they can actually show something off but but uh, that's two comes here yeah. i i really enjoyed um your guys's team so i i went to see a few games live i mainly rfs games but anyway so i saw rfs versus Kalev. i saw rfs versus uh, paida and i think the no, and Cali also, right? It was three games in Riga. It's just Flora that was away. Uh, Paida seemed impressive. They seemed like a really stiff team in a, in a good sense, that uh, they, they really put up a challenge. And Kalev, I just really enjoyed, uh, I don't know, something about the, the team and, and the vibe. The The guys were energetic, and they were running, and they were fighting. And even though it ended up heavily in RFS favor, most of that came in the second half. So so I'll definitely be keeping an eye on uh, on those two.
1: Yeah, Pider are, a, I say, a lot of people. Us two. Um, we think they may be one of the challenges for the title this year. Uh, Flora, obviously, in their rebuild. Um, but Pider, with the head coach, with the sign-ins, they will go close to the title, definitely. Um, and Kalev, you know, like I say, they, they've just got that don't give up attitude. It's, you know, it stems from when they're in Essaliga, they came up, they survived, they got third place. It's, yeah, like you're saying, the vibe, it's the, the whole club, it's just a, a great club. And hopefully, they can continue on and keep pushing on, and they—they they are a good club. Great, great set of guys there as well.
0: They're gonna do their European debut this season, also, right? They are. Yeah. It'll be
1: interesting. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's it's gonna be fun, you know. It's hopefully they draw a team that we can get to quite easily, and not some back-ass-end in Kazakhstan or something like that. I'm hoping Luxembourg or something. But... Kazakhstan would be cool, but it's taking the time off work, isn't it? <laughs> and spending three days getting there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see. I mean, in either way, it's exciting to have a team play in Europe for the first time and, uh, and hopefully do well. We we had that with Auda last year, and they did not disappoint, even though the bar was, you know, just don't embarrass us. <laughs> and they didn't. They even scored some goals.
1: It was the same with Pida. Uh a couple of years ago. It was their first time in Europe. You know, and they I think they got like one round away from getting to the group stage of the Conference League. So
0: really, wow! They,
1: or one or one or two. They beat two teams. They did well, and then it obviously it gave everyone hope that when they get into Europe, it gives you that groundwork to push on. But then last year it was like a complete disaster for everyone involved. So. Yeah, Hopefully, this year they'll be a bit better.
0: Conference League is such a coin toss unless you're going through the Champions League path. I mean, it, it can be just anything.
1: Yeah. When Flora got there, they, they'd done it to say it was through the Champions League path. And they got quite lucky. It was they beat whoever it was in that round and then lost and then got to the, the Europa League one, then lost. And then it was just like beat this team and you're in. And it was, was it Shamrock? Sham- Rovers, beating yeah. Shamrock and they beat Shamrock Rovers um, oh it was amazing it was brilliant and again it was one of those things where right push on and then nope we're not going to do that and it was could they even put up a good showing wasn't it they didn't embarrass themselves they they fought they, yeah, they even got a win yeah
0: Arapes got into the group stage also via the Champions Path and so hopefully again this year
1: it'll be good to see yeah, it would yeah, it'd be good to see, like, someone represented in the Baltics, you know, because it's a good weekend away as well for fans and, yeah, but who knows, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Hey, what do you guys think about this whole, um, and, and I don't know your level of familiarity with this, but uh, obviously the Baltic League is being pushed heavily now by the Latvian Vīrsliga. And the uh, Lithuanians seem kind of ambivalent, but the Football Association is not really jumping on board super eagerly. But the Estonian Football Association just went and it, it's they're, they're just saying no way over my dead body not gonna happen. Um, what do you think of that?
1: Um, let's let's put it like, so the head of the Estonian Football Association, Ivar Polak, as Brent Lepestu said, he is a dictator. Um, I think he is fully against it purely because he then loses the power. It's taken away from him. Let's remember that he is pretty much the founder of Flora. Uh, most of the money goes to Flora uh, they have their, their sister team, let's speak, Curacao, who Flora loaned all their players to, which are also owned by the Polacks. Um, the Alacoque Arena, for example, was it was like a weird story of um, it was going to be like loaned to Flora or something they paid, then all of a sudden it all got wiped. Oh, no, don't worry about it kind of thing so no longer paying it it's now your stadium which was all paid for and and all that I, it, it's a power thing i think if if it all joins together someone's going to have to take charge and i feel like they wouldn't want it to be him and he wouldn't want that he, he you know he's got everything in his hands in estonia
0: so you think that argument that that is officially the argument which is that estonian teams will not be able to compete in the short term with the financial capabilities of Latvian and Lithuanian clubs in terms of attracting foreign players. That's just a bunch of hot air and excuses.
1: I think if finances were spread evenly amongst the clubs, then they could compete in that way. But when you know a lot of the investment goes towards Flora, how can you compete? you talk to like players and coaches off camera and uh like, you know, you ask for their personal opinion on it all. And, you know, they won't say this on camera because, you know, they'll be blackballed, but uh, off camera, this uh all the same, you know, this is all a load of, a load of crap. You know, Flora is the, the team, the uh, national team. It's Flora, you know, either Polak picks the national team. So if you, if you score a hundred league goals for Nava Trans, you're not getting in the Estonia team because you don't play for Flora. So it's um one of those sort of Polak who you know he does everything. So yeah, it's kind of like his child, and you can't take it away from him. And you know, he doesn't want to let this child go and grow and go out into the real world and progress and make their own decisions and all that stuff. Everything's got to go through him. And, yeah, so there's no money for anyone. Um, The infrastructure is shit, as you've probably, like, potentially seen. Um, So, yeah. um, Yeah, nothing changes whilst he's there. So however long he lasts, the Baltic League won't exist or anything like this um, whilst he's in charge. So, yeah
0: or it won't exist with Estonia in it because it seems that uh, there is a path ahead with just um, Latvia and Lithuania which would arguably make it more authentically a Baltic League but um, no I mean I I didn't really buy the competitiveness argument because if the Livonian League showed anything is that the gap is not that great again obviously friendlies uh, not competitive games and blah 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 that's all understood but it's not like Latvian teams won just no contest not at all the the strongest group uh, is just a six point difference and and that's a shame because that kind of to me shows that we could have a really really nicely interesting competitive a half-season competition where you have these teams from Latvia and Estonia and then Lithuanian iconic teams creating something that's really, really worth watching.
1: Yeah, but then again, you could even, like saying it for, you know, this winter league kind of thing, why not trial it during the winter as a You know, as your friendlies, start off in mid-January, go until the end of February, and just have a game a week. Just do it like a five or six-game little tournament and trial it that way. What's what's wrong with
0: that? Well, because it's friendlies. What we talked in the beginning, (laughs) there's there's no incentive to actually compete, you know, to pay for um, decent quality broadcasting, to, you know... It's, it's in January, so it's going to be in holes. It's just not, you know, it's not serious. It's indoor football, which is great to the extent what, you know, we have it. But uh, it, it's. I think it's a good prototype to gauge what something kind of like that would look like. But uh, it's not anywhere near the what the real thing could be, I think.
1: And if, if you go back to, you know, Estonia not. Coming into it, I I do also to think if there was like some really big financial gain for Polak, he'd soon change his tone. Um, but we, I we, think
0: we don't do that anymore. That's a, <laughs> that's some nineties <90s>, nineties era <laughs> stuff. No, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know, some, some something like that, I think would lead him in. It, it's it's a no go for Estonia. And I also think the fans are semi-against it as well. You know, especially, like, if you've got Nava, for example, who are right on the the eastern border. Um, For them to travel to, let's say, Lithuania, it's a hell of a long way to go. And for a team like Narva as well, who aren't exactly financially sound is there going to be reimbursements for, for travel? Is there going to be, you know, what's what, what's the incentive for someone like Narva to go in? You know, the big boys, yeah, maybe they want to jump at it. But, the, you know, the smaller teams, what's
0: what's well, the incentive? The, the first question is, would Narva get in? That's uh, that's one. <laughs> because it's uh, top four teams as per current design uh, anyway. <laughs> Um, so no
1: they wouldn't
0: <laughs> but, but assuming they they do um because by by week 18 you know they make a push for it and they they maybe get lucky or whatever and then narva gets in and then like dalgo pills gets in and uh, whatever is the equivalent in in lithuania i don't even know um well yeah that's a that's a valid that's a valid concern and in our interview with nick from the guardian he said that for the first few years uf i should pay for that as a trial project until this market that everyone is advertising uh will develop but uh, then okay fine fans don't want to go across the baltics but isn't it cool that like a vilnius Žalgiris comes to narva to play or rfs comes to narva i mean you don't have to travel i think i think england is not really an away fan culture country (laughs) either is it isn't it uh
1: they, they they like they like to fake it <laughs> definitely you get a stone <laughs> island on and like that kind of thing but you you, you may have seen it you're in a group chat but you may have seen it with like um some of the guys in there. and ah we got two par new away days and stuff like that, and they get excited by that but like going to like what you were saying like yeah imagine voting away or riga away yeah be great new yeah. city it's it'd be cool I'd say I I think, I think it'd be cool. I do like the Premier League as it is, but I do think maybe a separate thing with an incentive. I think it's, I think it's a good idea.
0: Yeah, well, we'll we'll see. We'll see if we get anywhere. But um, this is a good start. It's a good appetizer, I think. The Livonian Winter League.
1: It was good. I enjoyed it. So it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. As you said, like as it was a bit too long uh as it went on you're kind of like what well, you know you're kind of like, i was looking on the calendar to see when the next game was and sometimes i'm like going days and days and days but yeah it was so it was a bit too long but they'll learn from it i thought it was yeah i thought it was pretty good and your league's also on youtube isn't it
0: no no, no? So you can watch a various league huh? either on one football app
1: I've just cancelled my 99p a month subscription because I never used it. I'm going to have to get it back.
0: But I don't think you need it. I'm unsure. No, because I can't watch it since I'm geo-blocked from watching Virs League on one football. And whenever I... you know, Next time I'll travel, I'll, I'll try to remember. But I'm not sure if you need a subscription for that. All oh, right. Or if you're in the Baltic States, you can just uh, watch it on... Uh, you know our version of online sports public channel whatever uh or if you're outside you, you're gonna need to vpn yourself here and then you also get commentary in the language that uh, maybe you don't speak so that's also fun <laughs> but no i mean so youtube fun. is great that that estonian league is there I, I think it's removing this barrier but at the same time um, I, I do see advantages on why virsliga is doing the one football instead of YouTube. and uh, and we I, we did this series in the preseason which is where I spoke to people who follow virsliga but they're not um, from Latvia or Latvians or anything like that. and uh, to a man and woman, they all uh, discovered the competition through one football app. So I mean clearly that's working.
1: Yeah, I say because when you go on the one football app, obviously it shows you exactly what's on that day, and you know I with, with with YouTube, the... if you want to watch Premier League of football, you've got to search it. It's not just going to randomly appear.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know what you are about to
1: say. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you don't you get things suggested to you and stuff, but the Estonian league's never going to be. By the way, are you interested in watching Tomeka versus whoever? Like, it's never gonna come up, so it's good that it's on there. But yeah, if you're not familiar with that, you're never gonna find it.
0: But you know, the Livonian Winter League was all YouTube broadcast, and uh, I tried to at least open uh, as many games as I could to you know support with likes and and maybe put something in the chats like, hey insert name of latvian team let's go you know stuff like that um and okay majority of games couple of hundred people watching it seems but then the big ones like rfs flora or well i suppose that's the biggest one but there was like almost a thousand people on that broadcast
1: yeah you find it with some of the premium league games as well yeah seven eight hundred people but i find the majority of it is people gambling on it
0: that's that's bizarre and
1: yeah, and so just watching it. And did you see the comments, you know, just saying one more goal, one more goal, yeah. please, please? Over 2.5 goals, over 2.5. Yeah, with the occasional, it's fixed. Yeah, with the occasional go besheetash or something like that as well. <laughs> Some random thing that just makes no sense.
0: Yeah, that that's a bit repulsive, but I mean, <laughs> people follow football for that also. So, I mean, I guess, and you know, most of the sponsors for these things are betting companies so point is there there is attraction so let's let's stay at that at that level yes (laughs) (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) definitely
0: all right guys well um i think that's probably good good enough for the Livonian winter league 2024 i feel like we've uh, covered it from a range of angles and levels and uh good luck to to you covering and doing the excellent work that you're doing which of course inspired me to start this podcast doing great stuff and good luck to you in the in the upcoming season and if you're um, traveling through riga which knowing that uh, the amount of trouble you had flying in last time maybe is the way to go
1: i think we've already discussed that haven't we <laughs> yeah we're gonna fly into riga again next time yeah yeah,
0: yeah fucking bollocks yeah this was fun thank you so much Yeah, no worries. Yeah, thank you. Thanks
1: for all you do as well. Because we were looking for a Latvian, as I said to you when I saw you in Friga last time I was there. Yeah. We were looking for a Latvian podcast and then one appeared. So yeah. Keep it up.